he has such a giving heart. He would give away his last dime to a family in need if they're hungry. I mean, he exemplifies love to the congregation. He tells them that he loves them. When asked about the Reverend Isaiah Joshua, people use the word love. He's a beloved pastor known for his loving ways. That's why he's our Plano Podcast Valentine up next. Welcome to Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. I'm your host, Tammy Hooker. And I'm producer Mary Jacobs. We're glad you found our little on-air hangout with stories from inside of Plano and just outside of what you might expect. In keeping with our annual Plano Podcast Valentine, this year we're sending a Valentine to one of Plano's most outstanding leaders. I'm Isaiah Joshua, Jr. I am senior pastor of the Shallow Baptist Church of Plano, Texas. Recently, the congregation celebrated the 25th anniversary of Reverend Joshua's leadership. There are probably not very many churches can say this, and that is that if I am pastor here for, I believe, two more years and maybe three, I will be the third man to pastor this church in 100 years. It will have had only three pastors in 100 years. And so that in itself, that's motivating to me. As senior pastor, he's the spiritual leader of a congregation in the heart of Plano's historic Douglas community. We're located in the Douglas community, and the Douglas community, when I came here, was a completely, uh, well, I'll say 99% uh, black community. It's an old, old black community, the black community of Plano. But his influence and caring extend well beyond the walls of the church. With the recent announcement that Ed Drain is returning to Plano, this time as Plano's new police chief, local TV news crews called on Reverend Joshua to weigh in. And I think Plano has really done herself well to hire him as the chief. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. I I see a guy, and I've always seen a guy with uh, tenacity and fortitude and drive. And, And I not only respect him for that, but I have to say to you that not just black children, but all children need to see that but especially black children need to see that because black children need to see positive role models that are not just football players and basketball players, but they need to see people in other positions that are able to take on that leadership role, just as our mayor is here. And I I just announced Sunday, and people were so, so happy on Sunday to hear that we had, you know, a black mayor and a black police chief. It was just a plus for our church. Since Reverend Joshua became senior pastor, the church membership has grown from about 125 in 1994 to more than 1,500 souls at Sunday morning worship. I'm Bobby McDonald. We had tremendous growth there at Shallow Missionary Baptist Church, and that growth started right after Pastor Joshua became pastor of Shallow. In 2002, the congregation added a new building, and a few years after that, paid off all the debt. Last fall, the congregation celebrated another big milestone. The biggest celebration to me was the second Sunday in November 
that the Lord blessed us to celebrate 135 years of being in existence. And to me, 135 years is absolutely just phenomenal. So what is it about Isaiah Joshua that helps inspire this thriving church? Here's church member Yvonne McDonald. To be a great leader, you don't have to know everything, but you do need to know everybody. So he has touched not only this generation, but past generations, and for the future generation, the young children that are coming up now. I'm Eleanor Stimson Evans, and I have been a member of Shallow Church since the beginning. I was baptized at Shallow Baptist Church at five years old. He is a very given person. He definitely believes in giving. Uh, the other thing is he's a people person with a personality that is outgoing and and he'll keep you laughing. He's not that, you know, just tied up pastor type. He shows that he is human and that he has a funny side and a serious side and he can come up to bat on all of them. Worshippers drive from surrounding communities, McKinney, Prosper, Allen, and beyond, just to hear Isaiah Joshua preach. I try and preach something that will be very uplifting and encouraging, and I try to make all of my sermons uh, biblically based, but yet uplifting and encouraging. One of the things that really, to me, that makes him uh people pastor or whatever is like funerals he has a knack for making the family feel a little less stressful than they would he finds out everything he needs to know about that person and then he relates it to the congregation that's there at the service and like if it's something funny about that person, he'll tell that or serious. So I think this is what makes him so successful is because he can relate to the congregation. There was a, a loss of my husband's, one of his dear brothers. We did not expect to see, and this was in uh, our hometown, Corsicana, we did not expect to see the pastor there, but he showed up at the funeral and had words to say of comfort, and which got us through that one really well. One of the things, and I hate to keep going back to funerals, but one of the things that he and I go kind of back and forth on is when there's time to give remarks, you know, about the person and tell what you know about them and what effect they had on your life. Anyway, he'll look at me and he'll say, you only got two minutes, two minutes. And if you go over to two minutes, I'm going to come up there and get the mic from you. And, I, and I'll go back with him and tell him, well, you have more than two minutes. I need more than two minutes. Church members say he's hands on. And he has a sense of humor. Here's a story from Eleanor, who, by the way, just celebrated her 80th birthday. My friend was over the culinary ministry. She said, come on, 
You got to work in the culinary ministry with us. That's your job in the church. Okay. So I'm in there working and the pastor comes in. What are you doing in here? I said, I'm working. You know you can't cook. You know you can't cook. What are you doing in here? I said, I'm cutting up the stuff, I guess. So he spots this apple pie. Cut me a piece of that apple pie. I need a piece of that apple pie. And I guess you know how to do that. I said, well, I'm learning, you know. I'm really trying hard to learn how to cook. No, we don't want you to do no cooking. You just set the tables up, tablecloths, and give me a piece of that apple pie. And every time we would have a service, he would come back there and want to know, have you cooked anything today? Have you touched anything? No, I haven't. Then I tell him, yes, I fried some chicken. Don't y'all put that out there on that table. (laughs) Y'all know that girl can't cook. Why? (laughs) Why are you bothering her? You know, and we'd have so much fun with him teasing me about cooking because uh, he was right. I really couldn't cook. When you consider how many institutions come and go, the longevity of Shiloh Missionary Baptist is impressive. Here's the amazing thing. The amazing thing is that we started this church with six very, very poor people who had nothing. In fact, you know, when you think about Plano and you think about the Shallow Church, it was actually, they didn't have land, they didn't have anything, they had nothing. And a white man gave them a piece of land on which to worship and to build a church. They, it was donated to them because they didn't have money to buy it. And even in 1884, for, for a person to think of these six poor black people and to give them a place that they could worship and they could call home and they could call their spot, and here we are today, 135 years still worshiping and praising God with not one, not two, but three buildings. What a blessing. What a blessing. Many descendants of the church original founders are still worshiping at Shiloh today. The Drakes, the McKenzies, the Davises, the Stimpsons, the Brooks, <laughs> those are families and the Thomases. Yeah. You know, they've got they've got schools named after them. You know, they are the original Planoites that are still in our, their descendants are still in our congregation. And we have to give uh, certain homage to them mm-hmm. for being there so long because their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren are still serving. They're on the, the Sunday school board and the teaching staff and the, in the choir. And you can still feel that sense of heritage in that church. I'm Eleanor Stimson Evans. And to give you a little background on my family, my great-great-grandfathers, both Mo Stimson and Andy Drake, were pioneers of the Douglas community. Uh, Andy Drake came from Tennessee. 
he hologs back and forth from Texas to Tennessee. And at one point, he had saved up enough money to buy his freedom. So his owner, master, or whatever you want to call it, let him buy his freedom. And when he bought his freedom, he settled in Plano. And he acquired 300, no, 200, hey, 200 acres to share crop on Preston Road. The church doesn't just cater to its own members. When Plano PD's Officer Arthur Parker retired, the gathering took place at Shiloh. When members of other churches need more space, for a graduation, or a wedding, or a funeral, Shiloh welcomes them. This church is really the hub of the Douglas community. It's kind of the heartbeat of this community because this church has given people a place to go that had no place. And let me say this, not just for worship. Shallow does a lot for the community, but a lot of it goes, I guess, unnoticed because it's not publicized. If you're in need and you go to the church and you say, well, I can't make my light bill payment this month and I need some help. Can you help me? The pastor is the first one to say yes. You know, and this is the way Shallow does things. And then they have like a pantry, a food pantry and a clothing pantry. You know, so everybody's welcome to come to the pantry and just get whatever you need, whatever you want. This past Sun Saturday, we had a birthday party here for a lady that turned 87 in this community. And I guarantee you that there were probably 200 people at it, whereas there's no other place in this community that could accommodate that amount of people. Well, the pastors all know that all they have to do is call Isaiah Joshua because this is their church that day when they need to have a service because I'm going to take care of them at no cost, at no cost whatsoever. We can't go too much further in this Valentine's episode without mentioning Pastor Joshua's wife, the First Lady of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church, Linda Joshua. I take my hat off to Linda and give her all kind of praises. She is as giving and as loving as he is. She is as funny as he is. And... You know, they kind of sound off each other. She is his number one cheerleader, even at the church. When songs are being played, she's up there standing. She said, come on, baby, come on, Josh. We hear you. We hear you this morning. And anybody who mentions Linda will want you to know that her son, Karsten Williams, competed in the American Ninja Warrior Finals in Las Vegas just a few years ago. This crowd is loving the big cat. There's his mom, his biggest fan, always on the sidelines. Carson says she gets recognized as much as he does. Linda was right there, too, in the front row, cheering him on. He's also got a big group of students that came all the way from Texas to see this. Big cat, 61170. Are you enjoying this episode of Plano Podcast? If so... You can join our growing list of patrons. Visit 
planopodcast.com and click on the support tab for more information. Now, back to the show. So what's the pastor's secret for helping to grow such a large and thriving church? Pastor Joshua credits ideas from a book called The Five-Star Church. You go into a two-star hotel. The question is, is there a shower there? answer is yes. Is there a bed there? Yes. Um, are there towels there? Yes. But now let's go to five-star. Is there a bed there? Yes. Same questions. The answer is, are they the same? The answer is no. The quality is just completely different. Well, if you're going to be a five-star, you have to be a five-star every day. The thing that caught my attention in that book was this. It said that if you walk into a two-star hotel or motel, you have to say, excuse me, sir, excuse me, ma'am, do you work here? But if you work, walk into a five-star, you don't have to because everybody is uniformed. That's why at the church, all the ushers stand ready, in uniform, to greet everyone and answer any questions. Volunteers at the church work very hard to ensure that visitors at the Shiloh Church receive a five-star welcome. When you pull up under I drive through and you, the minute you get there, there's somebody opening your car door to help you get out of your car because that's what they do at five stars. And some, in some cases, they're elderly people and they all they do is park. And then we have a guy uh, who goes, he takes their keys, he goes and parks their car and he brings them their keys back. It's not total valet, but it's a sense of valet, if you will, because that's what five stars do. So that's kind of the spirit of the church. And once you set the spirit and the tone of a building or of your church, then people start to catch on. You just catch it. (laughs) You know, you just get it. It's contagious. And so that's exactly where we are. Church members say that it's the pastor's example that helps make the community so strong. He also has an open door policy. And I've seen him personally with families and members as they're going through bereavements or or certain things that their families are, there's a need over here uh, within the church. He's always reaching out and he's making sure that our church and our congregation is reaching out, not only within Shallow, but within the community and the city and the world uh, where we live. He always (laughs) takes care of the people. You know, as a pastor from baby dedications, marriages, funerals of loved ones. He covers the entire family. And like my husband said, he wants to get to know everybody in the family. As a congregation, we look to our pastor, you know, for leadership, you know, know, for teaching, for preaching, for caring. And and the one thing we didn't mention is, is exercising authority where and when, you know, it's needed. I mean, anytime you start to, to work on relationships in, in, in marriages, in our home, in our families, you know, there, there would be some conflicts. And, and even within our church, there would be some conflicts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your pastor have to be the one to exercise that authority uh, along with other leaders in the church to, to make those decisions. And he's always shown, even though he shows love for that congregation, right. there's time to show and exercise that authority with leadership, too. 
all of which creates a caring community where people feel they belong and are supported with an incredible heritage and a bright future. I want my legacy to be that Isaiah Joshua came through and the Lord blessed him to be a change agent for the shallow church. My hope for the shallow church is that it will, that she will continue to grow and she will continue to grow numerically, but, but more so she will continue to grow spiritually and she will continue to grow in her outreach because outreach is so important. I, I really would like to see if you want to know the truth, I'd like to see the walls of this church almost become invisible to the people and that they not see the walls of the church, but they see themselves outside of the four walls because we come in to worship, but we should exit to serve. I'm able to do what I do, first of all, by the grace of God and through much prayer and much supplication. I'm able to do what I do but there is a just a fire in me there's there's just a fire in me that just won't go out and every night it's like i i rekindle for the next day it's it, it's just a calling it's it's nothing of my own but it's just a calling that God has placed on my life. And I think the thing that makes it so easy is that there is such, I have such a love for people. Anytime before the benediction, he would always tell the congregation that he loved them. And I thought that was, that was so important because but, but God is love, right? And that's our Plano podcast, Valentine honoring Pastor Isaiah Joshua Jr., a Plano character who's making our community a better place and doing it with love. Pastor, the thing that I want to say to you is I did not have a two-minute limit, which was wonderful, maybe because you were not here. I want to wish you and Linda a very happy Valentine's Day, and may God continue to bless you. If you are walking image of that love, then we need to celebrate you on Valentine's Day. And here's from us saying right back at you, because he loves a congregation and he makes them feel that way. He exemplifies love to the congregation. He tells them that he loves them. So I can see also on this Valentine's Day that we could stand and say, Happy Valentine's Day. We love you, Pastor Joshua. (laughs) Thank you, Pastor Joshua, for all you do for Plano. And thank you for listening to Plano Podcast. We've reached the end of another edition of Plano Podcast, Tales of Curiosity and Character. We hope you've enjoyed today's topics and discussion. Remember to support us on Patreon and to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Send your feedback, ideas, and comments our way. Thanks for listening and subscribing. We'll be waiting for you at our back corner booth. Until next time.